0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Faith Palm with Jake and Jesse.
1: It's the podcast where we discuss the weird happenings of the Christian faith. I'm Jesse, I'm Catholic.
0: I'm Jake, and I'm not.
1: And for today's episode, we're going to talk about the cross.
0: Let's do it.
1: I don't have necessarily a plan for this, because I felt like it could be more of a just-us-talking episode.
0: Yeah. Well, because um, I definitely am going into this tiny bit blind, because, dear listeners, all I heard was, a, I guess, four days ago, Jesse saying, hey, we're going to talk about crosses. And I said, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I had the thought of, like... As Christians, you know, a lot of us wear crosses around our neck, have crosses in our homes. Um, as a Catholic, I've got crucifixes everywhere, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's a cross with the body of Jesus on it. And thinking about that, like, how odd must that be for people who maybe don't know enough about the Christian religion to see what what is historically basically just a murder weapon hung up in our houses? Like, that's weird, right?
0: Man, it really is. And then, you know, I feel like you don't see this as much with um, Catholics, but it's really big for Protestants to have, like, cross necklaces. Yeah. And where, I remember I always had a cross necklace on, like, always. Growing up, um, I remember for Christmas one time I asked for a cross necklace. Like, it was a big deal when you got your cross necklace.
1: Yeah, I mean catholics we definitely wear them a lot i think i wore one you know when on that chain that i had when we first met that i had all my saints on i also had a crucifix on um
0: yeah i don't know if we talked about this before on the podcast but i just want to throw out the fact that when i met jesse like the day i met jesse she had about like 50 saint medals on her necklace
1: oh i think it was about seven but yeah it was basically the entire communion of saints like
0: yeah it, it was huge there were so many on it
1: <laughs> yeah i think i had i definitely had cecilia had mary on there of course um thomas aquinas jp2 um i don't remember who else i had on that now now i tend I to just wear a... one with a crucifix
0: i think that was actually our first uh conversation because we were walking and i said are those like catholic medals <laughs> And you said, yeah. And I said, my family in Colorado is Catholic. Oh, and my roommate is. And you said, I know your roommate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did know your roommate before I knew you.
0: Yeah. But
1: only kind of. Like, we had been on a retreat together. And then, like, we went to um, the UCAT, like, Christmas party. The December, like, right before the end of the semester before we went to New York. And he was there. And he never came to those things. And wow. he was talking to our shout priest to, about being a twin and going to New York, and I was like, "I'm a twin and I'm going to New York."
0: Shout out to uh, Matt Sparaza. Find him on Spotify. I don't know. He might be on Apple Music. Find him wherever you oh, get your music. He's
1: definitely on Apple Music. I go and buy all his songs. Literally, oh, those are a
0: better friend than I. Those am. are the
1: only songs I buy from iTunes. Is Matt's music because I don't care about anybody else.
0: I bought one of his albums on apple um or on itunes i guess but that was after we had a wine night um so
1: that was yeah. he made us all go by memories that's what it was it was memories
0: and then i bought um ohana
1: oh yeah i don't think i bought ohana i've bought everything he's released since i became friends with him
0: well anyway shout out to matt sparazza find him on spotify yeah Or Apple, as we just said. Um, No, I think, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I feel like in many ways we are the only religion where we do wear like jewelry, like sad jewelry, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't really, I mean, because mainly I don't know a lot about, you know, I guess it's hard for me to say that because I don't really know. Um, the different practices of other faiths as much but it is interesting I know a lot of people like you know going on a mythological idea and like what I know about many different mythologies is a lot of the jewelry that you would be adorned with that had a religious meaning was also meant for protection Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a little different from the reasoning we wear crosses now of course that could be you know Could be an aspect of like where we it came from, you know, way back when.
1: Yeah, you think it was originally like for protection, or that was an idea behind wearing a cross?
0: I think that could have been an idea behind wearing it, um, in a sense of like it it could have been, you know, I mean, as we've talked about. Way, you know, back then there was like a lot of superstition around things. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some ideology of like warding off evil spirits with wearing one. Um, because we do see use of crucifixes in like exorcisms and stuff like that. Yeah. So it could be an idea. But it's also an intriguing, I, you know, I remember having a conversation with a kid in high school. Um, about the cross, I, I volunteered with the student, or the, I guess, youth ministry, the like, um, I think I was with first and second graders for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was talking to one of the kids about it. And I remember mentioning the cross and talking about how, you know, I wear one kind of hearken back on the idea of, it's your cross to bear, like that phrase. Mm -hmm. I I was talking about it in the sense of like it's kind of a daily reminder of like what Jesus did for you and you know I was also a high schooler so that was uh I guess pretty deep for me to be thinking but and some of it you know when you're I feel like in youth ministry which we probably will have an episode about this soon at least in the protestant faith youth ministry is kind of a cool like it's a it's a popularity thing, like, oh, oh, you go to this youth ministry. Of course, I did grow up in the Bible Belt, so that might not be as prominent. But I know in my area, it was a big deal what youth ministry you went to and that you went to a student ministry type thing. So, you know, I may have said that you wear crosses to show, you know, as a daily reminder. But did I really believe that? Is to uh, be determined, I guess, from way back then
1: yeah yeah um but no like that's a good like idea of why we wear crosses i think it is supposed to be it's not supposed to be an outward expression of hey everybody look i'm a christian i think majority of people do wear a cross as as a reminder to themselves of what is this faith all about what did the literal son of god do for us and like if you think about it like he we believe that he suffered an insane amount of torture just so that we could be with him in in heaven. Just to free us from sin so that we could be up there with him. And that is honestly like the most amazing sign of love I could even think of. Like when when we say Like, when we have a best friend or someone we really love, we'll often say, oh, I would die for them. Yeah. But he actually did. He did do that. And that's just... That's so hard to wrap my brain around. Like, I say it, but would I actually do it? But this man did it for me, for you, and that's so cool.
0: You know, okay, so I um, found this article in Talking called... Um, why Christians shouldn't wear crosses, which it brings up some interesting points, because um, we were talking about what it originally may have stood for, what it could have been, mm-hmm. um, and it was ta- it's talking about who decided the cross to be a form of Christianity, and that wearing a cross doesn't come from the Bible or practices of the New Testament; that it's something that came apart late, came upon us later, but. One thing that's interesting is it says, quoted, A study of history shows that the cross symbol actually predates Christianity. According to Ralph Woodrow, centuries before the Christian era, the cross was honored as a religious symbol by the people of Babylon. It's seen on their oldest monuments. Historians say it was a symbol associated with Tammuz, which I'm assuming is an ancient Babylonian god. Uh, But from Babylon, the cross spread to other nations and was associated with paganism long before Jesus's crucifixion in A.D. 31. It was not until Christianity began to be paganized, which I don't really know what that means. So, oops, Mm. um, that the cross came to be thought of as a Christian symbol. It was in 431 A.D. that crosses in churches and chambers were introduced, while the uses of crosses on steeples did not come about until... 586 a.d see i feel Um, like
1: that's from my understanding of church history i feel like that's wrong um and i could be wrong about that but um i know so there's um a very old symbol of the cross that was used by i know was used by christians when christianity was still persecuted when it was not legal to practice the religion very soon after christ's death and it was you know the i think it's the cairo cross um you know it's like the kind of t with a p on it you know what i'm talking about yeah well that i yeah well i know that was used because they didn't want to like actually depict a true cross because then people would be like oh that's a christian but this symbol kind of looks like Across with a person on it, and I know that that's what they used to kind of identify themselves
0: for other people. Huh. See, I I would agree that I feel like that is uh, I don't know. I think that that is you know I don't know if I really believe what I just read, um, mm-hmm. which I guess causes more a little more research. But one thing I think is interesting is there is, and I remember learning about it um and i'm curious if you guys ever talked about stuff like this in the catholic faith because i think the protestant like side of things is very big on like evangelism and like mm-hmm. spreading the word of god to the unknown people groups and like letting it be known you know that type of stuff mm-hmm. um which is interesting it's interesting growing up in that belief and then you know, researching other things and looking at different ways how people have used like evangelicalism in kind of a negative way and how it's been used positive way. But what I think is interesting in in learning about it is there's a video that they can show to, I remember reading about it and hearing about it in church long ago, Um, but there's a certain video that kind of goes through the idea and it presents Jesus's sacrifice with no dialogue so that people can understand it without knowing, um like, Christian, you know, or without knowing English, um, but can understand it. And what they were finding is that a lot of these faiths and religions already had this con, like, a Christian concept of a God sacrificing themselves for their sins. Um, and you see that throughout several things, but what's also interesting is some of them had cross imagery that they considered sacred and holy. So I think it's an interesting idea to think about how God made that symbol to represent him, and you can find it throughout many cultures. Um, You can look at Egyptian mythology too, um, and the sign of Horus is essentially a cross with a loop at the top. And I think there's... A symbol in Greek mythology, too, I can't quite remember, where um, it's also very similar to a cross. And then in Norse mythology, you have Odin, who hung himself from a tree in order to gain wisdom of the world, um, including a sacrifice. So I think it's really interesting that, you know, we have a lot of Christian imagery throughout different mythologies of the world, um, and that it's already present so i find it super cool to think that the cross being a symbol of christianity has been something that god's had planned forever you know
1: yeah i mean i think that just kind of shows the nature of god like even in cultures that didn't know him or had no way of knowing him yet he there were still the seeds of that of that truth there it's like woven into that history, and kind of makes sense when you look at that through the lens of Christianity.
0: Yeah. One thing, uh, this is interesting. It's on BeliefNet about the cross. Um, good old BeliefNet dot com. <laughs> um, the cross, the cross shows the depth of our sins. We don't realize what sin is in the sight of God how deeply it offends him, and how it separates us from him. Before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed in, I never say this right, Gethsemane?
1: Yeah, Gethsemane.
0: Um, At this time, Jesus was agonizing and sorrowful. He prayed to God, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He looked into the cup and saw the sins of the whole world. The cross is pardon. It is reprieve of death for the people who don't deserve it. So I think that is interesting. Kind of goes back to what High School Me was talking about, how it is that it shows the depth of our sin. It shows the daily reminder. Um, But it also says that Christians did not begin wearing the cross until after the crucifixion was no longer the primary source of capital punishment, because it would be equivalent to a modern-day person wearing a miniature death symbol, which... (laughs) It's funny because I feel like people do... I mean, people wear guns all the time. <laughs> yeah, people do um, that. That's interesting.
1: That that reminds me of a homily that my old pastor at my church gave. I was probably 10 at the time, but the, this is stuck in my head. Um, I don't remember exactly what the whole context of the homily was because generally it's about whatever the readings were for that mass that weekend. I'm sure it was around, like, Good Friday or whatever, but I remember him saying that... You know, if Jesus was here today and he went through what he went through then today, we wouldn't have crosses in our churches or on our necks or anything. We would have, you know, the needle of the whatever they inject on death row inmates because that's where he would have been. He would have been a death row inmate. He would have been executed. He would have had the death penalty. And that (laughs) that has stuck in my mind forever because bring that into this context. If he was here... I don't know. However long ago that the electric chair was was still in use, we would be having we would have electric chairs around our necks and in our churches, and that's just that that's is just,
0: so wild. Wow.
1: Yeah. But that just that uh. just shows like, because it's not we don't worship the cross because that's the thing that killed our Lord, but we hanging up, and we wear it as a reminder of this is what he did for us.
0: Yeah, I, funny you say that, because I just read on this website, God commanded his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. In um, the next part, it says we are called as believers of the cross to spread that message of the gospel to those around us. Um, and then it talks about how people have lost touch with the meaning of the cross, and I feel like this is especially prevalent, in our area of the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. um, where the idea, like I was saying with youth ministry and student ministry, the idea of being a Christian uh, is more popular than actually living the life of a Christian.
1: Yeah, it's more for um, the aesthetic than it is for the religion.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's really intriguing because it, it, I haven't thought about it, you know, but bringing it up how it mentions it talks about how we put like cross symbols and Bible verses on our bumper stickers and on bags we have and all over. But what is that really saying? You know, um, yeah, are we like, recognizing you can, you can... it? Go ahead. Or are we recognizing what that means or, you know, are we idolizing it as a form of popularity in our society?
1: I think, yeah, a, a big part of that is people do idolize it or, they wear it just because it's cool or whatever. Like you can find a cross necklace at Forever Twenty One, but like that, I feel like that people buy that not thinking of it for like the actual religious sense. They're just like, oh, a cross. I was raised Christian. I can wear that even if they're far away from actually practicing their faith.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a, it's really interesting. The it, it it's just funny looking back at like what my high school was like and how it really was i don't know if your high school had young life um no mine mine did and that was where all the popular like people went and i have friends who we were talking about it recently with them they were talking about how it, it was literally the popular kids in our school went because it was a like a symbol of you know, oh, we're cool. Oh, we all go hang out at Young Life. But did they actually listen to what, like most of them were on their phone during the sermons that they'd have. I guess sermon talks. I I don't really know what you would call it. But during that time, a lot of them were on the phone in my area, um, doing wild, crazy things, not paying attention. So I think it is interesting to look at the cross, how it's been, you know, changed with our Mm -hmm. time. Because if you wore a cross... You know, back in the four hundreds, you know, kind of when it that one article was saying it became more of a thing, I feel like people would be like, "What the heck are you doing <laughs> like yeah. why are you wearing that symbol so it's interesting how we have adapted it to be a symbol of love rather than a symbol well, it is a symbol of hurt i or of love while it like it's a symbol of love and a symbol of hurt at the same time, so I think it's an interesting thing I think. I think people need to recognize the cross as something more solemn to put up yeah. and to wear rather than yeah. anything else. And that's why I think crucifixes are really intriguing because I think they do hold that idea of solemnity. Dude,
1: we're we on the same wavelength here. That's actually something I wanted to bring up is um, in Internet culture or whatever, I've seen a lot of non-Catholics kind of disregard the crucifix or say that you know it's kind of it's offensive to you know have the body of our lord on that and i think that does stem from kind of the idea of catholics worshiping statues which we don't people we don't <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i've seen that i've seen a lot of like a lot of people saying that that shouldn't be what it's about because you know the empty cross shows the resurrection and, you know the resurrection is what it's all about But in my mind, like, you don't get the resurrection if you don't get Jesus on the cross. And that just reminds me of an experience I actually had last year. So every year on Good Friday, Catholics go to church service. It's not a mass because on Good Friday, we can't consecrate the host and, you know, make communion be Jesus. Because on Good Friday, that's when he died. And then there isn't Jesus until Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, on Good Friday, we do this thing called the veneration of the cross, so we bring in a big cross into the church, and at my church at home, it's a plain wooden cross, it's not a crucifix, and we go up and we kiss the cross, and that has always been a very powerful thing for me, but last year, I spent the Easter, the on the Easter season in Nashville at school, and I went to the cathedral for the Good Friday service. And they had a, like, basically life-size crucifix. It wasn't a bare cross. When I went up to kiss the cross, I kissed it right next to the hand of Jesus. And that's... I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now, but that's, that was just... such a powerful experience. Because I feel like, without Jesus there, we kind of forget what it's all about, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, there's no room for just the cross, like, the cross is a beautiful symbol in and of itself. But I think we need to have that reminder of, you know, that, like, what happened before that cross was
0: empty. Yeah.
1: I just got total goosebumps talking about that. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: It is a very, you know, like, that I, you know, that's one thing I find interesting is how Protestant churches kind of reject the idea of having a crucifix. Mm -hmm. Um, And,
1: like, it's not all Protestant churches, I think. Yeah. I think the more, like, I think the term is, like, high church to, like, the Anglicans, the Lutherans, things like that. I think they do sometimes use the crucifix, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I know my home church, they don't, but they mentioned the use of it. Not... They mentioned... It's almost a deterrent to some people to come to a church that has it and in order Mm -hmm. to bring more people into the church i could be misquoting but i believe this is what they said in order to bring more people into the church they have decided to keep it you know just like a cross not a crucifix
1: yeah i mean Um, i've probably been desensitized to it but when you walk into a catholic church really big front and center is a cross with a body hanging on it. Like, that is honestly pretty gruesome if you think about it from the context of somebody who's never seen that.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean... I mean, growing
1: up around it, like, I've got a crucifix on my desk right now, and I'm not, like, grossed out by it. I'm not freaked out that, honestly, that's, like, a dead guy on a cross.
0: Well, it's funny, because we have a uh, crucifix in our hallway um, because my mom was raised Catholic. And... I remember growing up, like looking at it, like, why do we have that? <laughs> um, and slowly learning, you know, what it means. Also, I don't know mm-hmm. if this was just my family, but, or if it's a Catholic thing, but on Palm Sunday, are you supposed to put the palms with the crucifix? Cause we would always do that. We'd get our palms um, from our church and then we'd go put it with the crucifix at home. <laughs>
1: a, a lot of you, that's generally what people do with it. Um, we have... A crucifix that hangs in our kitchen and it's actually a mass kit crucifix, so like it like opens up and there's like a little table linen and some candles and stuff, and that's for like if somebody in your family family was horribly sick and you needed a priest to come and give them lost rites or whatever, that's what it's for. Um wow, that's a long story. It's really cool. <laughs> um But yeah, so we would we all we would always put our palms behind that. and generally like during the Palm Sunday Mass us kids would sit there you know did you ever fold the palms into crosses
0: um I think we did once in my like youth ministry or like student young I don't know young like youth or student ministry I guess elementary school ministry we did
1: yeah um I guess our mom taught us when we were like really little but then we all started doing them and then I remember some years I would be doing that and like kids in the family sitting in front of us would turn around and be like, hey, can you fold mine for me? That was really cute. But yeah, so we would do that, and then some some of us would leave them just palms, and we would stick them behind that crucifix, or I often brought them into my room. Um, right now I have some hanging on my rosary holder, because I have, like, a frame with hooks for rosaries. Um, Actually those palms that I have there are probably 3 years old cuz I forget to bring them in. We so the ashes we have on Ash Wednesday, those are the ashes of the palms from the last year's Palm Sunday.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, every year like the week before Palm Sunday, we bring all our old palms in. They burn them and then we use them the next week for Ash Wednesday.
0: You know, I never um, thought about um I never thought about where the ashes come from.
1: For yeah, Ash I mean, Wednesday. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's an interesting thing, too, that on Ash Wednesday, you know, granted, it's done quickly and we get great memes out of it, but it is drawing a cross on your forehead with the ashes.
1: Yeah. And there are two things that um, the priest or whoever is doing the cross generally says to you. I, I mean, at least in the Catholic Church. I don't know about other churches that do Ash Wednesday. Let me find that. Um, I know one of them is um, remember man or woman you are dust and to dust you shall return. I can't remember what the other one is but that's because my church never really used the other one but it's something along that line. It's just a remembrance of you know you're gonna die (laughs) Uh, which is another very Catholic thing. There's the phrase memento mori which is remember your death and you know that's kind of the goal of life is to remember hey this isn't permanent one day we're gonna die but in that (laughs) death comes new life (laughs)
0: So spooky
1: it is um our priest our chaplain up at up in nashville he kept a skull on his desk or bookshelf or something somewhere in his office to remind him of, of that and that's really cool
0: I just think skeletons are kind of cool looking, so that's why I like them, but that's interesting.
1: (laughs) Oh, have you seen the Bone Church?
0: No, I don't know if I want to because I don't like real life skeletons and I don't like real life bones, but I like cartoon skeletons and funny looking skeletons. (laughs) Okay,
1: maybe one day we'll talk about the Bone Church on the podcast then. It's really cool.
0: Let's yeah... Oh, no, I'm thinking about how bones are wet, and now I hate it. Oh,
1: no, stop. Stop.
0: <sighs> oh, okay. sorry, listeners, but your bones are wet. I know it's hard for me. I just want to be dry, so I hate it.
1: Yikes. Okay. Crosses. Crucifixes. That
0: sort of thing. Oh, oh, I think this is an interesting thing I, I just found. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, there's two things. Oh, gosh two things to add on if my computer would load one is a blog from somebody which i think is interesting to get something it's three reason three reasons why i wear a crucifix Mm. um that's a spooky statue that just popped up i don't really know what it is it's definitely not (laughs) jesus i don't think um but uh number one remembrance to remember what true love looks like so we talked about that cool Mm. Oh, this is interesting. It goes to 1 Corinthians, where it says, We proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block for Jews and foolishness for Gentiles. But to those who are called Jews and Greeks alike, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So it's like, oh, okay, proclaim the crucifixion by wearing Mm -hmm. one, you know. Um, And then Archbishop Timothy Cardinal Dolan says, A Catholic who believes that this Jesus remains alive active and oh wait that's response to something else sorry cut that out don't put that in oh, dang it. i was
1: excited for a cardinal dolan quote
0: yeah love that man i mean it's in response to don't get me wrong i know jesus is not on the cross he is not dead he is risen in fact here's his quote a catholic is one who believes that oh this is interesting though it says a, his quote is a catholic is one who believes that this jesus remains alive active and accessible in and through his church, which I know that's directly Catholic, but I feel like my church has spoke on that before of like, mm. you know, well, the idea that, you know, we all are to put it bluntly and like kind of inaccurately, but also kind of accurately. We are, my church has said before, like we're all Catholic. I mean, we all stem from the original church um, mm-hmm. and not all like, you know, I guess, confirmed Catholic but it's like we all stem from that so to look at the Catholic church as being less than in any way is completely wrong and completely false to do so I do think it's interesting that it feels, does say yeah um, that what feels what very good it feels very what?
1: Though, well, that feels very refreshing to hear that from a Protestant perspective because there are a lot of people <laughs> a lot of Protestant denominations out there who believe that we're satanic and we're not Christian at all. And that honestly, that hurts. Cause like my faith goes all the way back. Yeah. And yours does too. Just it branches off a bit and that's fine. Yeah.
0: Um. Reason number two, this person, let's shout her out. What is your name? I mean, sir, uh, Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Jones. Sorry. I called you a woman. Um, <laughs> But, uh, number two, Ricky wears it as inspiration to inspire him to take up his cross daily. So, again, what High School Me was talking about. Yeah, I guess High School Me was not too far off. Um, This is interesting, number three. And I don't know if this is as common of a thing as you might see in Catholicism. But Ricky, who wrote this, is Catholic. Um, is accountability. I wear it so others will hold me accountable as a Christian. Um, and he's like, it's not jewelry. It's meant not meant to be flashy, but I want others to see it. Not for them to think I'm holy. Although I should be striving for holiness. After all, that's is the call we share as Christians. I wear a crucifix so that many, so that others may know I am a Christian and hold me accountable for that claim.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. I don't think I've ever thought of that, but that's probably the one most important reason to wear a cross or a crucifix.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because we talk all the time about accountability partners in my church. Like growing up, that was always like, find someone to keep you accountable, find someone to keep you accountable. But I've never thought of it as a, you know, in the sense of like a non-believer keeping you accountable. Like that should be a cross should be a testament to what you're doing. And if somebody calls you out, like you're wearing a cross and you're doing this, it, it's some way, it's a way to look at things differently. Oh, wow. Thanks. Ricky Jones. I think it's new. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Jones.
1: Good old what a Ricky. hero.
0: Ricky, if you're hearing this, we think you're cool. Um, and I'm trying to pull up something I found called Pope Francis says it's abuse to wear crucifix as accessories. Um, But my computer is going really slow, so we're going to insert an ad break here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, do you want to hear a quote from St.
0: Augustine? Always. He's my um, Roman saint.
1: St. Augustine is awesome.
0: Um, So he says um, this as
1: kind of a summary of why Catholics use the crucifix. Um, He says, the death of the Lord our God should not be a cause of shame for us. Rather it should be our greatest hope, our greatest glory, in taking upon himself the death that he found in us, he was most faithfully promised to give us life, give us life in him such as we cannot have of ourselves. He loved us so much that sinless himself he suffered for us sinners the punishment we deserved for our sins. How then can he fail to give us the reward we deserve for our righteous, for our righteousness, for he is the source of our of righteousness. How can he who promises whose promises are true, failed to reward the saints when he bore the punishment of sinners, though without sin himself. Brethren, let us, use, let us then fearlessly acknowledge and even openly proclaim that Christ was crucified for us. Let us confess it, not in fear, but in joy, not in shame, but in glory. Like, dang. Wow.
0: Well, and then um, Post Francis, here I've pulled up the article. So going along with that, it says, Pope Francis has criticized those who wear crucifixes as a fashion item, labeling Mm -hmm. it as abuse. Not just those who wear it, but wear it as a fashion statement. It says it should be contemplated and understood rather than commercialized as a trendy accessory. It's not an ornamental object or a clothing accessory, which it is sometimes abused as. It's the image of Jesus crucified, and it reveals the mystery of death... The death of the Son as the supreme act of love, the source of life, and salvation. It should be perceived as more than just an aesthetic object, but remind listeners of its potent religious meaning. And he explained why he loves it. He says, how do I look at the crucifix like a work of art to see if it's, to see if it's beautiful or not beautiful? Or do I look inside within the wounds of Jesus up to his heart? I look at the mystery of God annihilated to death, like a slave, like a criminal. Jesus wants to make it clear that his extreme affair, that is the cross, death, and resurrection, is an act of fruitfulness. His wounds have healed us of fruitfulness that will bear fruit for many. Um, he says it is. <laughs> it has been his comments after seeing came from after seeing celebrities. Like Madonna, Jennifer Aniston, and Naomi Campbell sporting crosses as jewelry. Mm. So, there we have it. I guess we weren't too far off.
1: Yeah, we weren't. If I mean, if that's what the Pope says, then...
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, well, you know, I feel like that's kind of a good place to maybe uh, sign off a bit end it on that note. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Faith Palm. If you like what you heard and would like to continue to support us in our effort to explore the Christian tradition and have a little fun while doing so, even though this conversation got pretty deep, (laughs) um, please like, subscribe, and follow our show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Feel free to also follow us on Instagram at Podcast and message us at faithpalmpodcast at gmail.com or through Anchor at anchor, anchor.fm slash faithpalm with any questions, corrections, suggestions, or just like a picture of your favorite cross.
0: Bye.